Most entrepreneurs don't understand the power of nonprofits. Cody Capital helps businesses create and leverage these business entities to receive up to $120,000 a year in free marketing. So reach out to them and find out how to utilize this amazing benefit. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're revisited with Deborah Hordiak Knox of Abracadabra. How's it going? Hi. Good. How are you? <laughs> Every time I say the name, I laugh. I love it. It's a great name. It's a great name. Yeah. Years in the making. <laughs> okay. So you've been on the show before. I have. Uh, so let's quickly go over who you are, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into this because this is a rebranded company. So we'll talk about that now. It is. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, mm-hmm. this is pro- I think this is my third time being in the yeah. seat here um, <laughs> in the last like four or five years. Because I started off with co-creation yep. cottage, um, doing my little community of artisans and yeah. having a great time with that, holding some events there. Um, and then my second one was with my design business, mm. which was Deborah's Designs on a Dime. Um, neither one of those things have completely gone away. Yeah. Just obviously, given the state of the world these days, a lot of people have had to redefine things and redefine what's important to them, redefine yeah. what it is that they're doing, right? Mm. And so hence, kind of a rebrand here. Yeah. But uh, the name Abracadabra came from, you know, magic. Like, I can do magic, right? And originally it was about my redesign work. And as I had to go a little bit deeper into things and reframe, because a lot of people aren't wanting people to come into your home these days and do the work, um, I still do some stuff virtually and remotely, but it's not as attractive to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So essentially what I had to do was take a look at what have I been doing, right? And what do people want and what's going to work? So one thing that I was always told was that you can't you can't do everything, right? And yeah. we were just talking about this before we started the interview. Some people feel like you can't do everything. You have to just, you know, focus on one thing and make that your thing. And that's not how I operate. That's not how you operate. Um, so what I did was I really took a look. I had a kind of a day of planning where I took poster boards out on my floor and crowns. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I have to offer? Where have I been? What connects it all? Right. So it's about creating space, I think. Um, Space in the mind, space in the body, space in your home, Uh, even spiritual space these days. And when you're creating space, it's about, you know, clearing out the old and bringing Mm -hmm. in the new. And that's so related to rebranding, but also related to that redefinition that I was talking about. So I've done coaching work. Um, and that's been a thread through everything I do. I've done massage therapy and my redesign. I'm also a minister, which I think I talked about before. Mm-hmm. So really wanting to take a look at a way to bring that all together. So we talk about abracadabra, which is I can do magic, right, in these different areas of creating space. But also just in terms of personal growth and empowerment. You know, the coaching is something that's been in the background and part of the framework of everything that I do, whether it's speaking with somebody about their environment, getting to know what it is that they want to change, how they want to use that space, whether it's, you know, even even a person on my table when I was doing massage therapy, it's about creating space in the body so we can relax and losing the tension, right? And creating space mentally, super important, defining how we do things. Long answer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, long answers are good because I don't have to ask any too many questions. (laughs) Not too many more questions, right? Yeah. So... How so? Because you're right. The the change from pre-COVID to even mid-COVID, wherever anyone thinks we are in this and whole wherever thing, we're at now, um, it smacked businesses pretty hard because any any place where you had to meet in person, which is 99% of confrontation, or yeah, confrontation is fine. It's 
uh, interactions, yeah. you know, that's probably a better word. Or Commerce. Yeah, in, in person. <laughs> yeah. You're just looking at them face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And then especially when you have to go into someone's house to do any, any sort of work or anything like that. So this whole thing just changed a lot of people's perspective of running a business or absolutely. living life. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, Abracadabra is just a fun name to get people's attention. Yeah. When you go and look for my page on Facebook, you can look for that. But there's a, there's a few of them out there in, mm-hmm. in the world. And really for me, my little tagline is, you know, I'm just an ordinary woman with an extraordinary life. And the reason why that's there is because about perspective. I mean, that's what it's about. It's all about perspective. There's so much talk about abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, COVID has really stopped people in their tracks and like, what is it that we're doing now, right? Because I think as a society, we were very goal-driven, hardworking, future-focused, right? All of those things in and of themselves aren't a bad, bad thing, but if you start to put them together, you sort of lose that ability to stop and smell the roses, right? So mm-hmm. one of my core beliefs is that everything's hap- everything happens for a reason. So here we have this pandemic, right? Which the first thing it does is it forces everybody to stop. Mm. Whether you want to stop or not, you're stopping, right? And then the second thing that happens is you have to take a look at that. It's out of your control, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like you have to feel into what's going on. And that's kind of the second step of, of a process that I'm going to talk about in a second is nobody likes that second step where it's stop and accept and feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody wants to jump into the third step, which is to take action and make change. Right. So right away we want to this isn't working. Everything's exploded. You know, there's um, economic insert uncertainty. There's, you know, systems are kind of not in place like they used to be. So everything's being redefined. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually liken what's happening right now and liken sort of my process with coaching and working with people and working in business to like uh, your automobile breaking down, right? So say that you're driving along, your car breaks down, what's one of the first things you do, right? You need to call for help. And most of us are gonna call AAA. Okay? Mm-hmm. We've all heard of AAA. Yeah. I have an acronym for AAA, it's something I've been using for a long time, and that's awareness, acceptance, and action. And that's really at the sort of foundation mm-hmm. of all of the work that I do. So the awareness is, oh my God, everything stopped, everything's different right? The acceptance piece, which again, harder, nobody likes, is to feel into that, right? For me, for the first two months, I was like running around with a chicken with my head cut off. What can I do? What can I do? I have to do something. I need to be doing, I need to be doing, I need to be doing more. And I think a lot of people felt that way and probably still do. But then it gets to the point where you realize that that's not helping anything. Mm -hmm. It's making yourself crazy and nothing is, no progress is being made, right? So that's when we need to kind of redefine things. And that third A is action, right? So again, people want to go from awareness of something to action to fix it without actually, you know, experiencing the acceptance and feeling the feelings around it. So once I kind of got to that point, I did, you know, I did did my share of crying, (laughs) my share of yelling, my share of, you know, writing, journaling, Um, probably what everyone else has gone through too. But again, it's time for that redefinition. You know, and so when that's all said and done, when we're done kicking and screaming, kicking yeah. our feet, being mad, blaming, and, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are still there, um, and there are some people that are still in denial, but the fact of the matter is we have what we have to work with, so we mm-hmm. do what we can with what we have, and uh, how are we going to do that, right? 
by redefining things. And so for me, there's been a big focus on abundance right now and how we define that. Yeah. Right. It's not necessarily about wealth or money. It's about taking a look at what you have, appreciating that. So one of the messages I want to get out there with this business is really about, you know, how do you build that life that you don't want to run away from? Mm-hmm. Right. So many people are talking about, oh, I want things to go back to normal. And we've heard, you know, there is no normal anymore or what is normal. So just taking the time to really look at that yeah. and what that means, you know, um, but for me, I've always wanted to just sort of build that life that I don't need a vacation from, right? People talk about that. It's a bit of a, cliche. I don't know, cliche. A little bit. But the truth of the matter is, though, it's, it's really about something that you don't want to escape from, something that you're not exhausted from, something that fulfills you instead of drains you, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, I have like five components that I focus on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, they've just come from my own experience and strength and hope in the world. Um, one is really about divine abundance, right? So when I say divine, it's because there's a, a power greater than us out there at work. Whatever you want to call that power. You want to call it God. You want to call it the force, you know, spirit, the universe. People have different beliefs. But there's something else going on, right? Um, so I think connecting to that is really important. Um, I think there's this whole idea of your uh, intuition being really Mm -hmm. key, you know, getting to know what your gut is telling you, how to listen to that and really pay attention to that is another um, big component of that. Um, You know, just sort of the art of noticing, noticing all the things that you do have. You know, they say that the best things in life are free, right? And in some ways they are, you know, in a lot of ways they are. It's about experiences. It's about people. It's about noticing those little things and having an attitude of gratitude for that because it all begins there. And that other piece that I talk a lot about is sort of where my businesses have come from, and that's the art of creation, you know, creative expression. Mm -hmm. It's really, to me, it's the highest form of, like, devotion, right? Um, So we were talking before the interview started about how you keep really busy, right? You're doing a lot of different things, and I think that's great because so many people just stay really stuck. They're kind of stuck in... Um, victimhood they don't see that and they don't want to hear that (laughs) right but the truth is that's where a lot of people get stuck so really I'd say you know the long-winded talking I'm doing here kind of goes back to really just wanting to help people Mm -hmm. understand how to redefine things especially you know given how everything has kind of broken down um, before we jump into rebuilding it or trying to do something let's really take a look at what's important yeah yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. So, <laughs> long way of going about that. Because uh, <laughs> I've always, something that annoys the hell out of me mm. is when I'm talking to people and they say, oh, that's just how we've always done things, you know? Mm. And it's like, that still doesn't make it any sense, you know? Yeah. No doesn't idea what you're talking right. about. Yeah, <laughs> we've always done like that. Still doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, like we were talking about earlier where all of a sudden coronavirus comes in, smacks you, mm. The typical way that you would go about do business can't function anymore. Right. So unless you're already pretty good online or virtual, a lot of people just one went out of business. Mm-hmm. Two, or even if they weren't forced out, chose to close out. Yeah. So it left people in a very interesting spot when all that when all that happened because they were forced to re-examine, like you said, mm-hmm. what what it was, what 
business was, how do you want to go about doing business now? Right. And uh, mm-hmm. that scared a lot of people, and they were like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially new businesses and especially small businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I love what you do at the co-work, because you really create a community for people, because there's no way to go this alone. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. You can't navigate something as big as COVID-19 and all of the impacts it's had on businesses and every day completely in a bubble and by yourself. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of people have been led to believe that they need to be is mm-hmm. kind of hiding out alone. Um, but like you said, there's things that can happen and ways to reach out to people even if you don't feel comfortable doing it in person. Yeah. Right? Um, the, the key is to not just give up. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. to really, again, redefine things, start to redefine things. Yeah. Redefine things. And something I've always agreed with you on a lot of places is repurposing things that yeah. exist. So something I've always been a component against mm-hmm. when it comes to business is being highly leveraged. Yeah. I think that's pretty bad for a business. You know, my competitor up the road, well, a few of them, when COVID hit, they just got smacked. Yeah. You know, they put hundreds of thousands of dollars into renovations and yep. you name it. They spent a lot of money and a lot of credit and debt to get their co-working spaces up the road. Yeah. You know, because you did the work here. I did. Um, <laughs> we went about it as economically as possible in yep. the beginning. And then we've upgraded over time. You know, Absolutely. as we started making more money, we upgraded slowly yeah. and we built, like you saw the decks up there, we built them. You know, we did a lot of electrical work, yeah. and it was done to code. Thank you. Don't, don't <laughs> freak out on me if Lander is watching. Right. But, uh, you know, I just think, like, like we've said a couple of times, the way people do things is sometimes wrong. Everyone's like, oh, but you can use leverage because money is so cheap. And I'm like, well, then you owe all that money. Right. You know, when there are, uh, there are other options, too. Yeah. You know, along those same ideas, it's, you know, that idea of community and helping each other out is mm-hmm. what really gets people um, motivated again, right? Mm-hmm. You talk a lot about, or there is a lot of talk about motivation these days, and some people don't even really believe it exists. They believe it's all about consistency, mm-hmm. which I agree. But it's really hard to be consistent, again, if you're by yourself, mm-hmm. right? So you yep. need that community of people around you yep. to help support you and help keep you going. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I'm doing with my business, I had a bunch of different things. Like I said, I did a bunch of different things. So I had a couple of different pages. I had a group here, a group there, Um, you know, sort of my feet, toes in the water here and there. And I really decided to bring that all under one roof. So I have one Facebook page where Mm -hmm. most of my stuff happens, and I have a group attached to that. So the group is Extraordinary Living. Right now it's for women. Um, That may change going forward since things are rebranding a little bit. Um, but it's really about having that place to share and build each other up. Very much like what you do here at the mm-hmm. co-work. Um, yeah. Because I've always, I believe, again, like you said, you can't do most things alone. Right. And how's it? Consistency is important. But you're right. So there's this thing between motivation consistency. You can't stay motivated forever. Right. But you can at least stay motivated long enough for it to become a habit. Yes. And then it goes pretty good. But every once in a while, you need to recharge. You, you need to get fired up again. And that's why I love, again, the co-work. And, yeah. you know, if I'm having a bad day, either Jesus or um, Denise or someone else is having a good day, yeah. and you feed all that, and you're like, okay, yeah, here we, <laughs> here we go again, you know? Yeah. Like they said, you're only as good as what the five people closest to you. Yes. You know? So that's here at the co-work, you mm-hmm. know? Or that's, you know, in those groups that you try to create, which yeah. is always something I've enjoyed about your communities is 
you need that. Yeah. You need that connection, that mutual goal, that that target. And like I said, people in businesses have this habit of they want to be over leveraged mm-hmm. and they try to go about it by themselves. Right. And I'm like, you don't have the bandwidth. I'm telling you right now, you do not have the bandwidth to do it by yourself. Nope. You'll burn out very fast if you don't know how to delegate mm-hmm. and you don't know how to recharge yourself yes, and offset key. onto other people. So yep. yeah. Yep. I was actually just part of a mastermind with about six mm-hmm. women this past week. And it's so funny because sometimes in masterminds, you can find the simplest solutions, but you couldn't see them by yourself. Mm. You know, it's like you just need that mirror and that reflection. So, yeah, community is a huge part of what I do um, and what I want to sort of put out into the world. And I really just want to be able to help people, coach people, teach people, offer workshops, that Mm. kind of thing. So a lot of them are going to be coming up online. One of the things I'm going to be doing by the end of the month is discussing more in depth that concept of AAA. So I'm going to, you know, head, head a few Zoom calls out there and get those out there so people can enjoy that. Um, I was just part of a, like I said, the mastermind, but it's a women's uh, business group, mm-hmm. um, six figures, whatever it is. Yeah. And the focus always goes back to looking at how far you've come, what you've already done, mm-hmm. being grateful for what you have and being resourceful with what you have. Yeah, I think that's the key, right? That's what you were just talking about, repurposing. And that's what I loved about my design work and still do. Um, but being able to do that in all aspects of your life, right? So going from just being this ordinary person to living an extraordinary life, mm-hmm. right? Really involves stopping, taking a look, taking stock, doing exactly what we're doing collectively right now only doing that on an individual basis and that's how you find your true abundance yeah that's how you really see what's important you know because yes wealth is wonderful it's a good thing mm-hmm. not saying it's a bad thing at all okay but you know how you define your own prosperity and what's important in your life again at the end of it all you know it's not the cars and the big houses that matter you know it's those little everyday moments and so my mission is to kind of make sure that people are seeing that And when you see that and you really feel into that, then you're motivated. Then you're inspired. When you can really own what it is that you are, all of the accomplishments that you've made, and, like, then you can start to see who it is that you're becoming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) There's so much here that we just spin and talk. And because, like you said, I agree. And like we were talking beforehand, I do tons of different things on my spare time as I I get kind of turned up again. Um. It all starts with, like, the low-hanging fruit yeah. is what I call it. You know, like I said, I got my boating license. Yeah. It was $45 in, like, four hours on the computer, right? right? And now when I feel like it, I can take my boat out, you know? Yeah, and that's a great example because people think things like that are really far away, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why you need sort of help and community yeah. and reflection to see that it's not. Yeah. To see that there's different ways of getting things done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I want to incorporate into my group is... Um, the idea of like a bartering exchange, you know, because again, we have to redefine how, how we do things. If you don't have the income like you used to have it, how else can you get things done? It doesn't just mean you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, how determined are you to do something? There's a way. There's always a way. It's just not always the way that we think it should be or is supposed to be, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, because I, I've gotten as far as I have. I just moved in December um, out to Hillsboro, okay. and I have this amazing property that's on in the woods, on the water, and I wake mm-hmm. up every day super grateful that I have that, and I was super grateful that I was there when this whole thing hit because it was just like 
I'm fine with being home for a bit. Absolutely. Because I needed yeah. to slow down. And that was the passion of mine with, in, you know, redoing the spaces for people. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people to feel at home. I want them to feel inspired. I want them to feel at peace. Because we don't get that in a crazy world, you know. And now that we have the gift of time, you know, most people do have a little bit more time on their hands these days. You know, use it wisely. And I'm not saying use it wisely to create something huge, right? Use it to take notice. Because that's like that middle step that everybody wants to skip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I'm going to use this opportunity to soapbox a little bit. Please do. And so <laughs> when this whole, it's just, we're just We're just going back yeah. and forth here. It's great. When this whole COVID thing started, I remember seeing online because um, someone was like, if you don't improve yourself over this, yes. then, you know, that's your fault. And then I saw someone else was like, it's, there's no problem if you don't, you know, improve yourself because, you know, people have kids and blah and all, all those excuses, right? Yeah. So I'm going to push back and say I have four kids, which you know. You know, I run a business that was suffering at the time. And I still manage to do stuff to improve myself, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If you want to get somewhere, you know, you need to – it's pretty cliche, but you need to take the first step. Yeah. You know, everyone – I know so many people don't look at the end of their lives and be like, you know – before I die, I want to be super average and fairly boring person <laughs> that sits in my house. They're like, no, I want to be going on, yeah. you know, vacations. I want to be doing all this stuff. Yeah. But you're looking at a version of yourself that you aren't yet. Mm-hmm. You, need, you need to get there. So you need to start taking yeah. those steps. So kind of like what you're saying with, you know, the groups and everyone working together and all this stuff and mm-hmm. creating that space. You need to create your space. Yeah. You know, like I said, $45 in a couple hours online, yeah. get your boating license and then Go rent a boat. Yeah. Go, go see what that feels like, you exactly. know. Because then you're like, ooh, this is a very tangible thing, you mm-hmm. know. $100, get your motorcycle license. That's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward, you know. Yeah. And then you can keep doing that. $500, you learn how to scuba dive. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your open water certification. Absolutely. You know, $200, you can get the entire written portion of your flight license done mm. online. That's a huge goal. People love flying. Oh, the idea. Some people don't, but, those you know. Those are huge. But that, those are and big goals. And that's, and it's not money it's not that expensive to get started (laughs) and then I think the other piece of that that people lose sight of is again because we have always been which I'm hoping is changing Mm -hmm. now we have always been that like hardworking, you know focus driven future driven what can I do next Mm -hmm. what can and it's always do 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 don't ever stop yeah you know but slow down a little yeah right slow down a little and celebrate Mm -hmm. those milestones because again, it's all about, you know, what do you, what's one of the favorite things? And I talked about it with my repurposing and my mm-hmm. design work, right? Do what you can with what you have where you are, yeah. right? What's here already? We don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Sometimes we just have to polish it up, maybe turn it over, <laughs> maybe push it in a different direction. Yeah. Okay, but we don't have to reinvent it. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be hard work. You know, how do people define hard work? Is it running, running, running for 80 hours a week until you pass out because you're so exhausted? Or is it pushing yourself through the fear, right? There's two very different definitions of hard work. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always thought it was the first for a long time. Most people did. Um, And then I started to realize it's really just about pushing through that fear, that uncertainty. You know, you had um, put a call out for this yeah and I just automatically knew to say yes because I'm very in tune with my intuition and my guts like do it you know probably up until a half an hour before I got here I really didn't know what we're going to talk about right but you have to just do it you have to take the leap Mm -hmm. um take some action but don't just take action for the sake of taking action figure Mm -hmm. out 
what you want, what makes your heart sing, mm -hmm. where your passions are. Yeah, and I agree if you know the direction, it's pretty good. But yeah. so what, what I will push back a little bit is, Please do. you know, even if, you know, taking action for the sake of taking action mm -hmm. is better than doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And if you have a direction and a purpose, cool, yes. go for it. But if you don't, like, what does it hurt to start down a path and be like, I don't really like this. Yeah. You know, I don't want to jump out of planes. I'm going to go the other way. And right. change direction. You've learned something very important about yourself. Yeah, you by, actually brought up a huge thing. Like there's... At least moving, at least doing yes. something. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, because a lot of times people, that fear that I talked about when I said that mm -hmm. hard work is really pushing through the fear, it's when, you know, something you do doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to or something you try, quote unquote, fails. I hate that word because it's just part of the process, mm -hmm. right? It's not the end game. Oh, it didn't work, so I'm done. Yeah. You're not done. Don't ever be done. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the thing. You have, what is it, you have 80 plus years Typically, theoretically, on this planet, mm -hmm. you know, you can do a lot. You can do a lot. <laughs> you know, like you said, in the first year, I'll have gotten flight license, mm -hmm. scuba diving certificate, motorcycle license, my boating license. That's yeah. in a year, maybe a little more, depending. Right. That's 79 more. Yep. <laughs> you know, you can, you can do a lot. Like, I think, what's the saying? Um, you overestimate how much you can do in one year, underestimate how much you can do in five. Yeah. So, yeah. you have a long time. You can do a lot of work, and little steps mm -hmm. can... You know, by the end of your life, you're like, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. I think the key is just being mindful of it, you yeah. know, because you can do, and I speak from personal experience, I can do a ton in like one day or in a yeah. half a day, or I can spend, you know, two weeks just trying to get something to happen. You know, it's about taking care of yourself and taking care of your energy. Where am I at? What do I really mm -hmm. want? Even if you're not 100% sure, you're going to have somewhat of an idea, mm -hmm. you know. So I like the pushback. It's great. Um, but I think there's always something there where you know. We all have this intuitive thing mm -hmm. where we just kind of know. And a lot of times we don't want to hear it because it's scary. <laughs> so that's where, you know, I agree with what you said. Do yeah. it anyway. Yeah, do it. Do like it I said, anyway. there's nothing wrong with wasting a little bit of energy. It's not, it's not poker. Right. You know, at the end of it, you're not like, oh, I'm done. You have energy. You go to bed, wake up, do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, you can recharge, <laughs> you know. And that's where, so on the bad side of COVID, besides all the deaths, yeah. um, I think that's probably the worst of things is people are almost like afraid to interact with each other. Yeah. And it's like, don't, don't go too far down that road. Right. Because, yes, you know, you can get scared about some of that type of stuff. And it's an indivisible thing that you just don't know. Am I, am I going to get it? Am I going to die? Okay, cool. You could, you know, yeah. I was in Afghanistan quite a few times, yeah. you know, you can take a step forward and die. You got to keep walking sometimes. You don't have a choice. Yeah, so, we don't want to be living in fear. Yeah. You know, and you, I think the biggest thing I would say is, or probably the most important thing when it comes to COVID, when it comes to school, what are we going to do mm -hmm. in the fall, right? Yeah. You have to tune in and trust your gut because you know what's right for you and your family. You know, it's so easy for people to get influenced by other people. We're shoving their ideas down your throat. The mm -hmm. media, you know, whatever it is. People these days on Facebook, um, I keep my Facebook really clean, so it's still a very positive place to be. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, back and forth and defriending and, and all this yeah. stuff because there's so much um, blame. Mm -hmm. And I am not a big fan of blame. Yeah. Because wherever there's blame, people aren't taking responsibility. So I was... I like that topic. I was just about to get onto that. Great. There's a difference between responsibility and fault. 
Absolutely. So just because it's it's not your fault doesn't mean you can't take responsibility for it. Correct. You know, so or at least take responsibility for moving forward from whatever incident. So if you do one, every every you can find fault in everything. Of course. You know, but if at least you have to, you're like, okay, wasn't my fault. I didn't cause that to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's still your responsibility to live your life and progress from there. So you can do more. You can. Mm-hmm still become more even if something happened to you that wasn't your fault yeah you know it's funny you're making me think of another acronym i'm such an acronym person um (laughs) but the the whole triple a thing which is what i was talking about there's one with c's and it's you know you didn't cause it you can't cure it but you can definitely contribute to it Mm -hmm. you know um so again it's about what you're going to do you know what you're going to do with your one life that you have and uh you know not just be a productive member of society, but mm-hmm. actually really enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Yeah, and well, and productive is, I don't want to say anecdotal, but uh, mm. it, it's on each person, you it's, know. Well, like, yeah. What does productive mean? Perspective. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, <laughs> like, what does productive mean to society, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the way I tell my kids is you could make billions of dollars. Cool, you're being productive. You mm-hmm. help with taxes and all that stuff. Okay. Or you can make no money and just not be a burn on, burden on society. You're still pretty productive, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not contributing to arrest records and all this <laughs> stuff. So, you know, there's, there's, it's pretty subjective. Yeah. <laughs> it's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, the, again, the key is to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing or going for is coming from you mm-hmm. and your gut, yeah. your intuition, what you want. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just a little bit about my backstory. I mean, I've never really gotten into my personal story when I've met with you, but... It starts, you know, way back when I was five years old. My father was a binge drinker, um, and, you know, he would obviously binge drink, meaning take off for a week or two and come back. And I remember being a kid and asking my mom, I said, hey, you know, where did Dad go? And the response I got from her was, I don't know what you're talking about. Your father didn't go anywhere. And so that was where it all began, me realizing that, my truth, which is also perspective, just like our definitions of things, was not acceptable because mm-hmm. I knew he wasn't there, but it wasn't something that she was willing to look at, you know, and I learned really quick at a really young age that I needed to do what other people wanted, right? It was like, be the people pleaser, you know, if it's okay with everybody else, then it's okay to say it and do it. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then not so much. So it took me like probably 30 years to start to get over that and to realize that, you know, I'm not in this game called life for anybody else but me, Mm. you know. And when you start to take care of you and go with what makes you happy, it automatically ripples out into the, you know, to the people you love and the people that are closest to you. Yeah. They're happy. Mm -hmm. You know. Mama's happy. Everybody's happy, right? (laughs) In theory. In theory. (laughs) So I remember even growing up, so... Um, my brother was, you know, not the better of the two siblings, uh-huh. I should say. And it always came down to, like, I always question myself, like, why did I turn out the way I did? My brother was kind of off the handle a little bit sure. and, you know, became a heroin addict down the road. And just our lives are very different, right? Mm-hmm. And short of personal responsibility, which is kind of a lot of it, um, it comes down to, I thought, how do I word this? Being able to trim the tree of relationships. Because <laughs> people aren't willing to shed yeah. relationships that sure. um, have been there for a while. You know, 
kind of like we were saying earlier about, oh, we've always done it this way. Like, yeah. well, we've always been friends. Like, why right. would you get rid of your lifelong friend? Yeah. We've been friends for 50 years. Why would I get rid of them now? And I'm like, well, maybe because they're toxic as hell. And, yeah. you know, you're afraid to cut that and let that go. And then, again, take responsibility for your life. Do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, it's your family. So what? Yeah, and that doesn't that's, always, you know, yeah. matter. Yeah. And <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Absolutely. And then what we were saying earlier, you're the combination of, like, the four or five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to trim that. Yeah. And if those four or five people are awful, you're going to go down my brother's road where it's like eventually you're going to be homeless because right. they're going to abandon you at some point because that's who they are. Yeah. And then I was always... <laughs> My brother was always like, you were an awful person, mm. which is funny, right? Mm-hmm. And because I'd be like, man, you stepped out of line a little bit. I don't want anything to do with you. Come back when you want to fall on my path again. Mm. You know, and that's how it's been. Yep. Always has. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, it's funny. I mentioned the one of the groups that I have is currently for women only. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons for that goes back to part of my story, too, which is really you're, you talked about relationships. And, you know, I was in an 11-year marriage that was not a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I really started to grow and become who I really am mm-hmm. when I left that marriage. Um, you know, because I started off with the alcoholic home growing up in that, uh, getting into a marriage that was just very controlling person. Um, I kind of lost who I was in that. And then leaving that marriage, having children, um, you know, something about becoming a parent really gets you connected to who it is that you are. Mm. You know, it's not an easy thing at all in the beginning, but that's also what leads to that whole idea of what's really important in life. Yeah. You know, um, so I've had my fair share of clients, uh, women mainly, who are trying to get out of toxic relationships. It's Mm -hmm. not an easy thing to do. Nope. Um, we get very attached to things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you just said that. Yeah. But that was a, a huge thing for me. Yeah. And, um, so really the beginning. Yeah. When I was in the military, we had this term, um, was it more of a saying? It says proximity negates skill. So mm-hmm. the closer you are to something, the, the harder it is to deal with it. Yeah. So even if you're in a fist fight, if you're really close, it's easier to get hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then if you're very far away and you put a lot of distance between yeah. that. So, of course, from the outside, it's easy to be like, why didn't you leave that relationship? Mm. Be like, oh, we've been married for 11 years and you're very yeah. close to it. So the skill's gone. Right. Like, so it's a good saying. I teach my kids that, you know, proximity yeah. negates skill. Very simple. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and it's just something I like to teach people. Um, I'm not trying to teach you. I'm just saying this. No, it's true. Talking to the audience. Right. Uh, <laughs> we both are. Yeah. And uh, it just... I think it's always important because I like to think of everything like trees because trees are natural. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you bind branches and then they the, the trees trying to grow, eventually those branches try to grow apart. But if they can't, they break. Exactly. So either one branch breaks, so a person, yeah, or both of them break, yeah, whatever. Um, but if you let them go, the tree goes. So sometimes you need to clip those relationships. Yeah. And. Dying branches need to be cut off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's easy, like I said, it's easy when it's a tree because it's not your life. But, <laughs> right. You know. And it is about perspective. <laughs> you know, you talk about being up close or, or giving it some distance. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that changes perspective just like a camera lens. Yep. You know, everything mm-hmm. looks differently, um, which is, again, why it's so important to work with 
other people mm-hmm. or have uh, sort of those winners. You know, that was a saying, too, from 12-step recovery that, you know, my father was the alcoholic and I was on the other side of that in Al-Anon and adult children and codependency. I've been through my share of that. And uh, there's a lot of good wisdom in those programs. Yeah. Um, just like your, you know, your military teachings or whatever it is. But I think the whole idea, like bringing this conversation back around is, you know, everybody's life is going to teach them things. And you have been through whatever it is that you've been through to get to where you're at now, mm-hmm. you know. And again, taking the time to look back and appreciate that is huge, yeah. you know, to see where it is that you've learned and really how far you've come. Because again, when we get stuck in that goal-driven, keep going, keep going, we never feel like it's enough, mm-hmm. you know, and there's never time to stop and see all of the abundance and the life that we have right now, which is so amazing. Yeah. You know, um, one other quick example of that, you know, years ago, I would always say, oh, you know, someday, right, someday I can just picture myself writing at my desk and looking out the window at this beautiful scenery. And the other day, I'm sitting at my desk looking outside at the brook and the trees realizing that I'm there you know I'm exactly where I wanted to be five years ago yeah and the funny part about it is it's important to set goals it's important to keep going but it's also important to kind of let go and let it happen right Mm. Um, and take a look because we don't see all of the things that we've already accomplished. We just don't. Because yeah. I'm sitting at that desk going, oh, I have so much to do. <laughs> yeah. And then I take a minute and realize, wow, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I don't even realize, like, in some ways how I got there. And then I think about it, it's like I just followed my gut. You know, um, moving to where I moved was not an easy decision. It's far from where my kids go to school. Yeah. It's, you know, there's, there's always give and take with everything. And I think that's where excuses come in. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can't do that because. Yeah. Mm. Why don't you try something different and see mm-hmm. how it goes? Yeah. So. Love it. <laughs> Me too. Cool. Well, probably go with this all day. <laughs> I um, know, right? For people that want to learn more about you. Yes, find business, my page on Facebook. That's where a lot of my activity happens. Again, you want to just look up Abracadabra, and I'm the one that is ordinary woman, extraordinary life. I talk a lot about redefining things and noticing, and mm-hmm. that's really – I have some um, workshops that I'm setting up And a lot of them are about changing the way we look at things, right? One is called Scrap the Vision Board, which which is a fun little name because, like, what do you mean scrap the vision board? Vision boards are amazing, but stop and make a scrapbook first. Look at where you've come, right? Document it all and see how abundant you really are, you know, and then you're going to see how you got there, and it's going to be so much easier to get to that vision. Yeah. So it's about the pause. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me. This has been great, as always. Thanks. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> really fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for watching. Definitely check it out. Uh, grab <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> I love it. We'll so, do some magic. <laughs> and uh, I'll talk to you all next time. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.